What up, Chet? Hello, YouTube. <laughs> Hello, YouTube. Hey, thanks everybody for joining the special squad. Yeah, special squad gang gang represent. Represent your fam. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Now, before we get into today's show, I just need to know, do you like us? Because I like us. I like Chet, us. You like us? I really like us. Oh, shit. Well, what you should do if you're watching at home is just click that like button. Smash that motherfucking like button. Smash that shit. Yeah. If you, if you like us as much as we like us, then hit that like button. And before you do that or after, be sure to subscribe and check out our store. Ooh. Yeah, make sure you subscribe. You like this intro? You like our videos? Have you seen all of our other videos? Have you listened to all of our other episodes? Have you heard my new diss track? Oh, shit. It Hit subscribe. It bangs, yo. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I go so hard, you have no idea. You heard it here first, people. He goes hard in the motherfucking paint. You know, I, I, then I just started thinking of Waka Flocka, and now I can't go back to, like, I YouTube can. garbage. <laughs> oh, my God. Leave a comment below. What do you think this diss track is about? Who do you think it is that he's dissing in this diss track? All right. We're going to do a giveaway. So, the first thing you need to do is make sure you comment, like, subscribe, and then download our RSS feed to your favorite podcasting app. Also, be sure to check out our app. It's uh, available in the iTunes App Store and Google Play. Buy a t-shirt. Tell your friend. Pass it on. Use your referral code. Get them to buy our merch. Buy our merch. Buy our toys. Buy them. Buy everything. Like, subscribe, comment, subscribe, like, retweet, like, Sell out. I don't sell out. I'm just trying to make my money. No, fuck you. So, so, Chet, tell them what they'll win if they subscribe, like, comment, like, subscribe, like, comment. They'll win a coupon for more merch. You get more merch. 3% off. Tell them what they want. They want a 3% off coupon for more of our merch. Oh, baby. Oh man! Yeah. Yep. All right. So, yep. uh, <laughs> so how are you doing today, Denzel? <laughs> I'm doing pretty well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing all right. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It's raining here today. Yeah, very odd. Uh, it's probably gonna rain for like six days straight, and it's gonna fuck up the infrastructure in the city real bad. They don't. It, did you hear what happened in Santa Barbara and like that area? Oh, mudslides because they of got all the fires. Fucked. Yep. So it was like. A, two weeks ago, everything was on fire. Windstorms like crazy. Now it's now it's torrential downpours, and then tomorrow it's sunny. <laughs> Jeez, I feel bad for them. They yeah, just can't get a break. They really can't. That shit sucks. God damn. But you know, if you're if you're all right, then you know you're just living your best life, taking time off work. Yeah, you know? live live your best life. Yeah. What up to the the secret the secret Discord that I'm a part of the super secret one? Oh, Shoutouts to them. Super Here, secret shoutouts. Yeah, super secret shoutouts. Super secret. They uh, they asked me to do it. They okay. Asked me to, they asked no, that's me to fine. I understand. Out. Illuminati gang gang. What up, gang gang? So how's 2018 treating you so far? Oh, it's going pretty well, I'd say. Um, you know, drank a lot of beer, drinking less beer, but I'm enjoying more of it. 
You know what's fucked up, Chet? I drank so much good beer last year, like high-quality, well-made beer last year. And I had a blue moon, like, maybe last week or the week before. And it just tasted so different to me. It tasted so bad. You know, I don't dislike blue moon now, but that was one of the first beers that got me to, like, actually drink a beer. And I had one... Uh, at my Christmas party and it tasted so citrusy and so sweet. I'm like, wow, is this really what I was drinking before? Like, I don't hate it. I, 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 I'll still drink it, but compare that to, to a stout, compare that to a lager. And it's just so, it's so different. It's so citrusy now. (laughs) I can't. Yeah. I can't choose it. But I, I'll, I, I won't say no. Yeah, you know, this is why I advocate for palate humblers. Yep. Humble thine palate as frequently as possible. You got to sprinkle in these like Coors Light, these BLL adventures in between your highfalutin beer you trips. Gotta. God damn. I, I fucked myself. I, I think for a good two or three months straight, I hadn't had any of the palate humblers. And now like <laughs> I'm trying to inch back into it. Let's see. What beers have I had since I started, like, trying to drink normal beer again? Like, I had a Newcastle. I had a BLL. I had a Bud Light. I had, oh, BLL's Bud Light with Lime. Oh, yeah. Um, I had a Coors Light. And I had some cider. I had, like, Angry Orchard Cider. True. Never been a huge fan of Angry Orchard Cider. Outside of like pouring maybe two shots of Fireball into a pint of it. Oh, what do they call those? I don't know. Firebomb, uh, maybe. There's definitely a name for you. I don't remember what. The but those hot I, apple cider. Yeah, we'll call it that. <laughs> I kind of fuck with that. Like if I've been drinking already and someone pours me one of those, it's real nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'll get you real fucked up too. Yeah. And all of them, to me just tasted they didn't taste the same way that i remembered them tasting when you've had craft beer for a while when you go back to one of those like a bud light i mean bud light tastes like nothing regardless but it will really tastes like nothing after you've been drinking strong good craft beers yeah it's difficult it's difficult i would i would argue that maybe and it's possible that i got a skunk batch of it but that blue moon was fucking awful. Mm. That that shit was just bad. <laughs> that I mean, it's possible that I did just get a skunk batch. That, so. that does happen every once in a while. Yeah. I remember the first skunk batch of beer that I had was Tecate. Oh. Yeah. It was at ALA, the first one that I went to, I think. Maybe the first or second one. And JMZ gave me a grocery bag full of Tecates. <laughs> And I went back to the room because they were taken off for the the weekend. They were okay. done. And I was staying that Monday. And so I took them back to the room and I cracked one open and it tasted like black pepper. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah. So I, I drank it and I was just like, this is the worst beer that I've ever had in my life. And for maybe four years straight, I did nothing but rip on Tecate <laughs> because it tasted like shit that yeah. one time I had it. I wasn't aware that you could have skunk beer. Like that beer could go bad in that manner. Yeah, I, my dad brought me some beer, and I think it was also old. <laughs> but yeah, beer does go off, or you know, sometimes you can just get a bad batch. But if it tastes real bad, especially like if it's something that you've had before and you know how it's supposed to taste, and that's not it, 
Don't just don't chance it. Just just dump it. It's not yeah. that expensive. Yeah, it's not. It costs. You're only making money for the company that decided not to ditch the batch. Yeah, basically. Because in some instances, what ends up happening is like the head brewer knows exactly what that beer is supposed to fucking taste like. So if he tastes it when it comes out of the bright tank or whatever the fuck, and he's like, ah, well, it's a little bit off, but we can ship it. Mm -hmm. That means that they either couldn't afford to dump the batch or they were just too lazy to. (laughs) The bottom line is all that matters. Yep. In a lot of cases. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, you do run a company, so. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I don't think you're going to get that out of, like, a craft beer. They're, they're too oh, small. You will. You I, will. Some of them. Like, okay, maybe. Those are, a lot of those are the breweries that can't afford That's to, true. They can't afford to dump it. Yeah. Whereas something like Anheuser-Busch, they could afford it, but they also know that if they lose one customer, it's not going to matter anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're so entrenched in basically every single sports arena, every single like stadium, every event venue, ev- everywhere. Them. All of them. They're the Pepsi and Coke of beer. Yeah, really. It's really gnarly. Well, anyway, Chet. Oh, anyway. So what'd you watch, Chet? Well, everyone's talking about the hot new hotness on Netflix, Devilman Crybaby. <gasps> show about Jesus and how he came to this world to save the people and it's all about making you into a good Christian boy <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's precisely it don't don't look it up don't no, look it up don't watch it it's <laughs> it's a, it's a kid friendly show it's extremely kid friendly so yeah uh devil man crybaby it was a pretty cool show it's uh anime brought to Netflix it's got it in English dub, so you can watch it if you're not a horrible weeaboo. And you can like me, you, I watch the a, dub, and there's a Japanese dub you can, that you can watch if you are a horrible weeaboo. It's animated by the same people as uh, Ping Pong, so it's got a, a unique animation style. It's not like, hey, this is your everyday Dragon Ball Bleach Naruto anime. No, it's 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 pretty different, and they do some pretty cool uh, animation things. And uh, yeah, it's it's a hell of a show. It's it's intense. Yeah, it's definitely super intense. I would say that my favorite part of the show is the stylistic choices. Yeah. Because it's very stylish. I mean, the animation isn't as smooth as I would like it to be. Sure. But it's still, it looks pretty good. Mm -hmm. It's a good looking show. Uh, They make up for it with style. Yeah. Basically. And that's, that's, uh, I didn't really fuck with the story all that much. Did you finish it? Yeah, I, I watched it all the way through. Yeah. Because like... Spoilers, we're going to get into spoilers here. Yeah, you kind of have to. Yeah. Talk about the story. So the show is about a guy who is possessed by a demon, essentially, Mm -hmm. and he fights other demons. Right. He fights people who had been taken over by the demons. Yes. Whereas he's possessed, but he's still in control. Exactly. So, you know, he's still, you know, he's still human, but he's got demon powers. He's, He's blade. Yeah. Okay. One thing that just came to mind that really pisses me off about everything that does this. So, you know how in the show it had Rio, 
Uh, we'll get into the characters in a sec. Mm-hmm. But he was looking at the camera, but it was the same shots they were showing you before. <laughs> yeah. I fucking hate yeah, when shows do that. Every time, every time. And it's like, dog, like I can understand if it's an actual camera right. that's been positioned in the environment, but it's literally just his camera showing us shots that we saw earlier. Right. Yeah, it, it's like it's got the same cuts, it's got the same camera angles, the same stylized everything it's like oh yeah this was my camcorder quarter footage i was i was moving around yeah doing my aerial stunts <laughs> <laughs> i'm the one who set up the shot this beautiful shot with the flames in the background yeah yeah i did that <laughs> i told him to look at me i told him to look at the camera yeah. akira akira now smolder harder <laughs> work it baby i so going back to Rio, and just as a reminder, we are doing spoilers for this. Rio is Satan. Yeah. So he was cast out of heaven by God, came to Earth when Earth was ruled by demons. And like humans came up at around the same time as demons and managed to kill off the demons because they could make tools or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then eventually humans came to power, and Rio, uh, because when hold on oh shit he he was gonna do like an uprising or something at some point yeah he was gonna have the you know i i I got a little bit unclear on how he got from point a to point b in his plan like where the betrayal happened yeah well he was always satan Yeah, yeah he was always Satan, but he didn't realize it yeah so when he went back down to peru yeah and that was that was when he like knew for sure yeah that he was satan yeah but like i don't know how he i forgot how he lost his memory i think it was after god had like shot beams down at the earth or whatever shot big circles down at the earth yeah and reset things because he was going to do a demon uprising Oh, no. You know what it was? He was still trying to take out the demons at that time. Yeah, yeah. Because he had cast them out of heaven. And then Rio had come to the earth. Mm -hmm. And, like, him and the demons were chilling and having a good time. Mm -hmm. And then eventually God was like, nah. Nah. nah, You're not going to flourish like this. And that's how the humans came up. Yeah. So, that's what happened. And And then Rio, as a character, was born into a human body. Yes. Raised, lived as a human. He was a psychopath of a kid, but, you know, no one really... He was white, so no one raises any... <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's just quirky. Ah, come on. He means well. He's rich, whatever. Uh, then, you know, he, he's studying demons. He's trying to take them out using Akita. And then at some point, then he was like, wait a minute. I need to find this out because something's up with me. Yeah, you know what? He he in the show became evil a lot faster. Like his plan from the jump, at least to me, didn't make any sense. Well, I think up until like episode nine, he's he doesn't have any idea what's going on. He's just trying to figure things out. And then when he goes back to Peru, he gets contacted by the demons. They're like, hey, you're the devil. And he's like, oh, shit, I am. What's up? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And he. So one of my bigger problems with the show is, of course, the story doesn't really make all that much sense. No. It's kind of just like events are happening. There's some there's some cool things that happen. Yeah. So like overall, the tone of the show is more dour than anything. 
It's kind of just it like start that way though. No, it starts it just off ends like an that way. average anime. Yeah, it kind of is just like I don't know monster of the week kind of thing with like an overarching story, right? And it does that up until like episode four or five or something like that. Yeah, there's a real tonal shift, like pretty much in the halfway mark because it's ten episodes, and uh, yeah, that's when shit starts getting really real. Yeah, it gets real. Uh, it reminds me of Games of Thrones in a lot of ways. I mean, obviously, Game of Thrones is much longer, but you have a lot of sex, a lot of violence, and anyone can die. And, like, there's betrayals all over the place, and you do not know who's turning on who. Yeah, that's true. But what people need to remember is that doesn't necessarily make a compelling show. No. Actually, I thought some of the betrayals at the end were really weak. Yeah. Like, there's there's this group of hooligans Oh, the freestyle rappers? Yeah. Those those are, that shit was so sick. <laughs> that shit was so cool. Yeah, those, those guys were... I like them. But at the end, there's like they're trying to, to save some of the heroes. And then three of them turn on the other two. And it's like, yo, what the fuck? You yeah, guys like how were, did that happen? Y'all were cool like 20 minutes ago. Yeah. So, yeah, that I thought was real strange. And I don't... I don't understand, and uh, it's got a it's got a great happy ending. Oh God, the fucking <laughs> ending! You know, I although this show doesn't necessarily embody that kind of thing, I talked about it once when I talked about funny games, where it's just kind of like when the bad guys win and nothing really happens, <laughs> like the bad guys get their way. You know yeah. what I mean? And just. In the story, and it's just kind of like, what? What is this supposed to do? Right. What? What did we learn here? Yeah, and that's how I felt about the ending. I was just kind of like, well, okay, so Satan cries now, yeah, and then God resets the earth again. That's yeah. Now it's got two moons. Yeah, it's like what? What I understand, like he's celebrating that all the humans are dead because hey, spoilers, all the humans die, uh, but. I also was under the impression that all of the demons died too. Yeah. I think everything on the planet is dead. Yeah. It's like it was just Satan now. And that, yeah. that's it. And two moons. And two moons. <laughs> and then God shoots down more circles and, and presumably resets the earth to again? some point. Yeah. I don't know. I don't I don't know what that's supposed to do. It was I was unclear on what the hell the circles were. Yeah. And this is one of the things that I was looking forward to for a very long time. Mm. I thought it would be more fun. Yeah. I mean, it started out kind of fun. Yeah. It's a little bit psychedelic, a little bit gory. Yeah. Very sexual. I don't like as far as like things being sexual goes, not to sound like a big old weenie, but I, I prefer to have less sex in the TV show so it can have more things like character development or action and you can say that oh something like game of thrones for instance has a lot of character development through sex or you can like watch certain characters interact through sex and kind of learn how they feel about each other or this that and the other but it's kind of like in 10 episodes what are you really doing here there was there was a lot of fucking for 10 episodes and even not even just fucking but like just people walking around nude yeah Teenagers in high school. We're going to call them all 18 year old seniors. <laughs> and then at one point, he nuts all over a ceiling. <laughs> Paints the ceiling. Yeah. 
really weird. The end of it, the end of it was like sad, but I didn't feel like it had earned that. No, like it's a sad premise of an ending, but it didn't do anything for me emotionally. Yeah. Like I didn't feel bad or anything. No, it was it like well, I felt felt bad that I had wasted my time watching it. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah, it's like you don't you don't walk away feeling good. No. But no. I didn't feel like broken over it. I didn't, you know, shed a tear. No. You know, it's it's just that's that's the ending. Okay. That's it. Bye guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And there was that weird switch too where suddenly this is this is something that really fucking bothered me about the show. But after they do the recording at the stadium where it's just like they show the demon kind of running through all the students. Yeah. And at some point apparently there was like a riot and like martial law broke out or something. Yeah. But it doesn't give you any indication of how long it had been since yeah. that whole thing was filmed. That's true. They make it seem like it was legit overnight. Yeah. Yeah. It was really weird. Yeah, that that is true. I also thought that you know, okay, yes, the world would devolve into some form of chaos. Not to that extent. Not well, especially not that quickly. No. Because it feels like it was in a day. Yeah. <laughs> and like him getting on TV saying like, Oh, this is how it works. These are this is how the demons are born. Yeah. I don't think anybody would be buying that shit either. I don't know, because it was done, like, he was already the authority on the stuff. Like, he had already established himself, and then it's like, you got the governor of Tokyo or whatever, and then also, like, the prime minister of Japan, like, they're with him. So it's like, oh, this guy has to know what he's talking about. Well, yeah. I mean, like, I don't think entire cities would turn on each other immediately. I, I also agree you, there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it would probably be like, okay, a few... And this is one of the downsides, I guess, of them only having 10 episodes and choosing to t- tell the story that they did. They... they Everything happens so fucking quickly. Very quickly. It was so weird. It was like all these cats were, like, chilling in the, uh, in the living room together when the news report goes up. And then th- in the same episode in 20 minutes, they're like fucking turning on each other without hesitation yeah it was it was like oh was that you okay pull out a gun on him and it's like yo chill dog yeah it, it was so weird yeah it was so weird i don't know there was there's a lot wrong with it as far as the story goes but stylistically it was cool yeah it's a nice looking show uh it's very dour if you're into that sort of thing mm-hmm. uh, we talked about the ending already Anything else you want to bring up? No, not really. I mean, it's not baby's first anime. You know, if you can't deal with gore or sex, definitely don't watch it. But if you're into that kind of thing, if you like, I don't know, like Spartacus or Game of Thrones, those those really adult-oriented, there's air quotes going on here, uh, kinds of shows, you'll probably enjoy the content here. It's a much shorter form of story than you get out of those shows, but same kind of themes going on. So, yeah. Or if you like the old series, give that a shot, too. Yeah, I, w- I, was, I was hoping it would be something more fun along the lines of, like, 
Devil Man versus Cyborg 009. Yeah, that's what I was expecting. Yeah, I thought it would be something along the lines of that, but mm. never mind. No, it's not. It's not. I mean, like, I like to. I guess the way that I approach most media is I like to watch it and have a good time. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be reminded of, like, how shitty things could be. <laughs> I don't want to be reminded of, like, how realistic something is. Like, I don't give a fuck. Just entertain me. Yeah. Right? That's that's one of the reasons why I don't fuck with, like, heavily dramatic movies. I think the one of the last dramatic films I watched was, like, or historical fiction, I guess it would be considered would be Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. I saw that like early last year. I've heard of it, but I it's like a spy movie about World War Two. Okay, something. Okay, I don't, I don't fucking know. But I I like to be entertained, mm-hmm. and if it's like something where it's like, how do I even phrase this? I think the show is a little bit emotionally manipulative to a certain degree. Like, it's trying to get a reaction out of you. And it's like, eh. Like, I don't care. Mm. I, I don't care. I don't care that this character ate this character. Right? Like, I don't... Oh. I don't fucking care about that. I don't know. That that moment in particular was a little bit like, oh, no. But then everyone just starts dying off and it yeah. matters much less. That's another thing, Right? everything matters less when it's there in abundance. Yeah. Right. So if you're going to kill off a bunch of main characters, then you need to make sure it matters. Right. And by the end of the show, I was like, cool. So I watched five, I guess closer to three and a half. Yeah. Three and a half hours of the show, but none of it matters. Right. Like none of like none of it makes any difference. And I guess if you're like a real real nihilist, you could look at every show like that <laughs> and say, like, okay, so oh, this is the the good guy triumphed in the end. That's like this is the story. Like this is this is the problem that I have with the villain being the focus of the show, because you're not getting the character development of Rio. You're getting the character development of Akira. Yeah. And for for all of that to be done, to be used, to like focus on Akira and like his struggle or whatever and tell his story and have him go through all this shit. And like I get it, like it's showing failure, but at the same time, it's kind of just a huge waste of my time. <laughs> like I I I don't want to watch people lose. I want to watch people win. Yeah. And I not to say that like the bad guys winning is always a bad time like but if you actually tell the story of the bad guy and how he got to the position he is or what his daily life is like versus showing what it's like when he hangs out with Akira and buys him food and pulls out the Mac 10 from his fucking fur coat yeah that was a weird reaction too right yeah like he pulls out the Mac and like shoots up a pier and Akira's just like oh this is my eccentric white friend <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Can't There's, trust him. Yeah, I, I don't. I, it's not that I don't like it. It's for a certain type of person, and I'm not that person. Well, the takeaway from that story, the real takeaway, which you got to remember, is the white man is the devil. <laughs> <laughs> Blonde hair, blue eyed. No one, no one bad an eyelash. Everyone's like, oh yeah, he's just, he's just weird. He's ready to cut those copy bars up too. Yeah, and at some point he can start reading minds and shit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. 
So much what was shit. up with the secretary too? Yeah, they never explained her. Uh, they that's it was the floating head thing. Oh, she was Jenny. Yeah, yeah. Oh, then okay. No, yeah, okay. That does make sense. Yeah, that's I must have just not with her one. fucking stupid ass face. <laughs> you couldn't change the face. No. Nope. Yeah, and the guy thinks, oh, she's had a ton of plastic surgery, and then like Rio reads his mind <laughs> as he said, and it's it's like. Okay, like, how about you focus on what what Satan's powers here are? Hmm? How about that? Yeah. Why? Because it seems like you're just kind of making shit up as you go. Yeah. And it's to me what it seemed like was it wasn't like a love letter to the characters of the show. No, it was more so like I want to do something fucked up and fun yeah. and just put it on Netflix, and Netflix is going to give us money to do it. So. And here we are. That's exactly what that show felt like. And it's not, it wasn't, oh God, the story is so shit. <laughs> the voice acting was fine in the dub. Yeah. It was completely fine. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. No. I mean, it wasn't fantastic, but it also was, was fine. Yeah. It was, I mean, yeah. it's not going to fucking make you weep or anything. No. I don't think I've ever seen any animated show with, like, amazing voice acting, right? Like, as, as good as it would be with a live action person. Yeah, it's weird when it comes to, like... If you really like act your ass off in an animation, the animation has to be as good as the acting. Otherwise, it's just not going to come across. You're just going to come off as cheesy or like that you're overacting the scene. And that's that's no fault of the actor. That could be on the animator. Or likewise, if the animation is beautiful and the voice acting just can't match that, then it doesn't it doesn't mesh. No. And that's that's why live action, as far as like performances go, will always be better than animation. Always. Yeah, you you can't match. Yeah, you you if you have a dub, like no matter what, it has to be one to one. Like, yeah. As soon as they learn how to do a good adaptation. From an anime to a movie, it's going to be game over or a TV show. Oh, yeah. Because as cool as some of the shit in some anime is, like, let's say, Akira, as soon as they can replicate that in CG without doing a dumb anime face, like an Alita <laughs> Battle Angel, yeah, okay. as soon as they can do that, it'll be fine. There was talk about doing an Akira movie some time ago. Yeah, it's still, it's still in the works. Leonardo DiCaprio is involved with it, I think. I think he's supposed to direct it now. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, at, at, when they announced it, they were looking at Zac Efron for, I think, Canada. Now he's too old for that. Now he's now he's beyond that because they're supposed to be like high school kids. Yeah. I mean, they could just pick up unknowns. Yeah. And then... They can get Tom Holland. They can... To please... The anime crowd, they can actually cast Asians. Yeah, that would be a trip. Because they're actually in Neo-Tokyo. Yeah. Holy shit. Crazy, right? What if they do cast Asians? Oh my god. I don't know. There's not enough of them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, there are. There's, I mean, if there's, you... There's, if there's you no Asian overseas. people in the world, let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just have been imagining them. It's uh, you have to go to like Canada to get Asian actors. You got to use your imagination. (laughs) (laughs) Oh Jesus! Uh, Damn! Shout out to the dad joke. (laughs) All right. Yeah. So what else did you watch? So I watched another anime. Uh, It's called Inuyashiki. 
it's like Inuyasha, but instead of Sha, it's Shiki. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where the name came from, but uh, it, you may have seen clips of this. I never actually knew the name of this show, but I'd seen clips of this floating around. And if you've seen an old man turning into a mech or like, you know, having his face open up and he's got like robot parts in him. That's this show. And it's it's part of Anime Strike, which is used to be separate from Amazon Prime, but they merge together. So if you've got an Amazon Prime account, now the anime that used to be exclusive to Anime Strike is now part of Amazon Prime Video. That actually opens up a lot of things. So give Animazon. Animazon. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yep. <laughs> yep. So uh, this this show actually follows a lot of the same themes as Devilman in a way, which was an interesting. It was an interesting juxtaposition because they they kind of take different paths on it. But uh, the basic premise of the show is there's. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I get, this is still bothering me. What you got? Uh, how the fuck are you going to make a shonen anime about a shonen, but not have a character arc for that guy? He fucking just shows up and changes. He changes almost overnight, and then he he goes from like, all right, I'm cool with Rio to I'm gonna fight Rio, and then the it just ends. He just he gets killed. It's like, what the fuck? the fuck are you doing this is so stupid this is so fucking stupid i i'm sorry yeah the the shark jumping at the end definitely i lost interest like in the last couple episodes like shit gets really serious and it's like i don't care yeah yep um but anyhow so inyashiki there's an he's follows the boo the story follows a 58-year-old man who looks like he's straight up 80. And I don't know why. I'm, if they ever explain that, that would be nice. But he's kind of a loser at work. His family doesn't really respect him. He finds out he's got terminal cancer. He's got about three months to live. And, you know, just no one really likes him. He's got just about nothing to live for. And he finds a dog, so he's out walking the dog late one night as, as he's pondering mortality. And he's just stopped on a hill, and this young man comes up to him. They don't really speak. And then, out of nowhere, interdimensional being just smacks them with their ship, killing both of them instantly. And the interdimensional being is like, oh shit, we just killed two people as we were making that jump. Just put them back together and leave them where they were. Yo, we only got, we only got war machines left whatever just put them together they won't notice like yo but they could blow up the planet it doesn't matter we gotta go (laughs) so the two of them get reassembled as war machines but they they look exactly the same you know they no problems uh but that also means that uh you know your man's ain't dying no more he goes back to the doctor they're like well your cancer's gone you seem really healthy but we can't get any scans out of your x-rays like it's just it's just solid. It is just fucking solid. Oh, jeez. So, yeah. He can fly. He can hear anything. He can hack TVs. Like, this. both of these guys are basically Superman plus. 
they're super strong, they're super fast, they can fly, they, they've got super hearing, they can do anything. But the kid who also died, he's a sociopath. He feels nothing for anyone that he isn't directly close to. Anyone who isn't... If you're not my friend, I don't give a fuck about you. Whereas the old man, he he cares about everyone. He, he didn't have a reason to live. And now he found me. He found his calling. And that's to, to help people. To save people. But he lacks imagination. When he hears someone's in trouble, he, he just runs up to them. Hey, what's the problem? Okay, this is the problem. Okay, I'm going to punch the problem. And that's it. That's how he, how he does it, shits. The young man, he's like, hey, this thing's annoying me. I can shoot air bullets. I'm going to kill it. Okay. Hey, I think I've got lasers. Oh, you know what? I think I can fly. And he can. He discovers all of his powers. Old man is just, oh, I don't know. Here's, here's a solution to the problem, I think. I don't know. So you get this this juxtaposition of someone who has only wants to save people and someone who only wants to live a selfish life and they've got the exact same powers, only one of them decided to actually figure them out. But it's a really compelling story thus far. I've only gotten four episodes into it and I'm really enjoying it. It's also pretty intense at times because there's a lot of murder and people get fucked up. So it's all, it's also kind of an interesting take of like what happens when you have a benevolent God and a malevolent God in the same place in the real world, just out of nowhere. And, uh, yeah, I want to see where this series is going and I, I highly recommend it. It's Inuyashiki. Okay. On Amazon anime strike. Is there a dub? I don't know. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. I didn't look. I'll take a look at it. Yeah. It's cool. And they do this weird mix of 2D and 3D animation, but the 3D stuff still looks pretty decent. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll check it out if there's a dub. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing I watch, chat. What you got? You, you'll be fucking surprised. What you got? Finally saw The Last Jedi. Hey, it's about time. I had to sound my fake nerd alarm. Oh, <laughs> uh, what was that? What was that thing in fucking Dive Kick? Oh, the fraud, fraud detection? Yeah, fraud detection. <laughs> that was about to be me very shortly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I didn't, so I saw it. And I didn't like it. <laughs> uh, I guess really that's about it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's not the entire review. But I guess I'll say a little bit more. What you got? So I will say that one, uh, this movie has the strongest aesthetics of any Star Wars movie. I'm, I'm glad you agree on that. That shit. Some of those fucking shots. Some of those scenes. Fucking gorgeous man some of them are so like in the in the fucking throne room snoke's throne room that shit was cool as fuck yeah yeah that and then oh my god the scene at the end all right this is gonna be a huge spoiler yeah this is the spoiler review so yeah y'all have weeks to see it (laughs) yeah the the title of this episode is gonna probably be don't cry over spoilers 
Where don't cry over spoiled milk. Or I don't know. Spoiled don't know. movies. Spoiled, some, spoiled sh- whatever. There'll You're, be some indication that this episode is full of spoilers. And except for terrible puns. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I just, I'll come up with something. I always do. So the scene at the end where the lady fucking takes her ship and pilots it directly into Snoke's ship in hyperspeed yeah that was a gorgeous that shot that was so sick it was beautiful and was the way the way beautiful. they just cut out the sound yeah real well done i was hoping that they would just leave the sound out <laughs> like because i mean they it wasn't necessary for that entire scene what they could have done is just had that had the sound going and then cut to finn inside the ship yeah and that's really all they had to do yeah and so, but they included the sound for some fucking reason in that scene. They almost fucked it up. That scene, Snoke's throne room, uh, the fight that takes place in there is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, not the most innovative or creative fight that I've ever seen. They did do something that a lot of people had been talking about more, like fan stuff when it comes to using lightsabers, and that's how strong it is to just turn off the sword and then turn it on. Mm-hmm. They did do one thing with that. And I, def- I mean, I also enjoyed that. He just straight through the head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just fucking brutal with it. But yeah. Um, yeah. They finally did stuff with that. And I appreciate that. Also, apparently throughout the entire movie, there was not a single lightsaber clash. Like two lightsabers never hit each other. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I, I, some people had some serious opinions about that. I'm like, okay, cool. I mean, like, it doesn't matter. That movie sucked anyway. I didn't think it sucked, but I understand. So some of the criticisms were that the casino scene, like the, all of that, that whole side mission ended up being completely pointless and, if anything, detrimental. Because then they found the guy that ratted out the secret plan, and that's it. Now they're all fucked. And that's why a lot of people died, because Poe was the hothead and should have listened to his fucking admiral in the first place. The thing is, even, okay, so somebody had a hot take online, and I consider this a hot take, because the average opinion is that part was stupid. They said that that portion of the film with Poe and Finn and Rose, where they go and basically fuck up and get a bunch of people killed is good because it shows you the character development a i would say no there's not that much character development and b there are no there was basically no consequences for any of them because of that i think the biggest problem with this movie overall was that it was such a second act movie like you have plenty of establishment in the first movie and then the third movie is going to be all resolution this one's all just build up for the third movie. So it, I feel like it just kind of got sacrificed due to that. And I think that scene right there, that whole set piece is indicative of that because you're going to have so Poe or uh, Finn was a coward throughout. Up until after that. Up until like that's when he finally decides to become a hero. He was ready to run. As soon as shit was going bad, he was ready to run. But Rose physically had to stop him. The the question that I have is like during at what point during any of that did he have like a realization that he needs to stop being a coward? Because to me it kind of looked like 
oh, all right, so we're doing this, we're doing this. Oh, I'm just riding along with the action. And then, oh, now I'm just going to sacrifice myself. Yeah, it, it did feel a little sudden, but I think being faced with more of the reality of it and that it's something that he can't run from, that it's something that he has to face, and then he was ready to just sacrifice himself for that. Also, Rose shouldn't have stopped him. She should have let him do the fucking sacrifice. Like, not, I'm, I'm not saying that as like a fan. I'm saying that as like, tactically speaking, he could have stopped that whole thing by himself. Right. Yeah. There. And that probably could have killed both of them. Oh, yeah. That too. It could have just killed them both and stopped his heroic sacrifice. Yeah. And he had a long time before that thing fired too. Yeah. I thought he would have been blowed the fuck up before he even got there. And it's like, no, he's just catching some rays. <laughs> yeah. 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 Huh. Well, yeah, not the, so my, my biggest problem at large with this movie is that it was fucking slow. It felt every bit as long as it was. Yeah. It's, it wasn't, there wasn't enough to like, keep me interested in any singular plot thing, right? Like there wasn't enough training with Ray. There wasn't enough like connection with the force to like make me interested in the force again. There wasn't enough political bullshit with the rebels to make me interested in that. And like the, the secondary plot line with Rose, Finn and Poe, I thought all of that was just a waste of time. And I mean, in the end it was really, it was I, a waste of my time to watch it. Haha. Uh, I I feel like everything on Luke's island was way too slow, and I would have enjoyed you know a training montage. I would have enjoyed seeing Ray carrying Luke on her back doing jump flips and shit. I would have enjoyed that more than what they ended up doing. With that said, I still enjoyed the movie as a whole. And I, I feel like because it's a Star Wars... Like, if that was any movie other than a Star Wars movie, people would have been fine with it. Mm, I wouldn't. You really. probably wouldn't have. Yeah, because, I mean, my problems... My problem with it is just slow. It was stupid and boring. They, <laughs> I mean, like, even... Let's say let's say you're right, right? The, the first movie was for setup. The second movie is for resolution. Or the second movie is for... Uh, build up. Build up. And then the last one is for resolution. Mm-hmm. So, like, what exactly are they going to resolve, right? Like, I don't... So, what it seemed like to me was, towards the end, Kylo Ren was going to be, like, more of a gray kind of thing. He never did anything that was really explicitly evil towards the end. Yeah. No. He was just kind of, like, chasing after people yeah. because he wanted to. Well, I mean, yeah. And, and then he even offered Ray, like, we don't have to be part of this anymore. We don't have to do this anymore. We, like, we could, let's just, how about you rule with me and we create a new order? Let's, uh, how about that? Is it going to just. Second order. How about, what are they going to do? What are they going to do in the next movie? Uh, just have him filling out continuous paperwork. <laughs> and he's just going to, uh, yeah, this, we're going to start a new order. We're no longer the first order. We're the new order. There you go. Right? This is this is what we're going to do. We're going to fill out paperwork. And then when Ray comes, we're changed. We wear suits now. <laughs> okay? We're professionals. We're not going to fight with lightsabers like savages. 
We're just going to work. Okay? No more enslavement. No more bad tax policies. We want everything to work for everyone. Is that, is that what the third movie... Like, what the fuck are they going to resolve? I feel like the third movie is just going to be, all right, we're taking out the First Order, like, for real. For real now. But okay, but we got, so, but we got nothing to work with, so... They put out that distress call, right, from, with Leia's code at the end of the movie. And they, they got the hot new phone who this. They got dubbed by everyone. So, what? like, if people mysteriously show up in the next movie, I'm not going to be happy about it. Like, if they have, like, more of a rebel alliance in the next movie, I'm, I'm not going to be happy about it. I feel like there's going to be some of some bit of a call because... They're gonna go flying. They're gonna they're gonna fly their ships low on planets, and over the cities, they're just gonna drop flyers out of the back of their ships. Exactly. Join, just, join, join, join the rebellion today. Join, join us. Is that, that's we, the stupid fucking. Flies we got Luke Skywalker back. Luke, Luke, Luke is still alive. It's, it, just ask, just ask Kylo Ren. He saw him. Ask, ask Leia. Ask, ask, Ask her. She said, what's up, by the way? She says, hello. They're going to fly her different planets. Like, I don't know. I think I think they fucked up real bad with this. They could have gone in so many directions, and they just went to, to a really dumb one. I do think they wrote themselves into a corner with this, because you've... All right, so you've taken out Snoke. Like, he, he's gone. Hux is now Kylo Ren's bitch. So that's fun. But Kylo Ren is like now he's he's this morally ambiguous character where he doesn't have someone seducing him to the dark side and like you know he was trained in the light he had from his perspective a legitimate reason to betray them like so he's not that dark sided either so you know both Kylo Ren and Rey are sort of in this gray area pun intended but uh with both of their masters dead. Yeah, both yeah, neither of them have anyone like leading them into any one way or the other. On the plus side, I guess Ray can use Luke and Yoda's ghosts. That's true. But Kylo Ren, I don't I, I mean, don't he'll know. probably have someone's ghost popping up. Yeah. Now that Leia's a force a Jedi master too somehow. Uh well, she's Always had a connection to the. No, she's always she's always had a connection. I feel like it was best left that she never did anything that was explicitly force like, and instead it was more like a feeling. Yeah, yeah, that would have been better. Yeah, but one of the bigger problems that I had with the movie, and like the because because the movie I dislike it. I'm giving it less leeway than I should. Sure. Right? Like, and that's a personal flaw. I'm a little bit biased there. I mean, when you when you say you dislike something, you're gonna you're gonna look for its flaws. You're gonna find reasons to have this belief that you have. So yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it works in the opposite direction, for me at least. There are these things that I don't like in the movie, therefore I dislike it. Oh, oh, sure, but then but- at the same time, because I have all these other reasons. It, it goes like it feeds into itself like yeah. the way you explain where it goes I dislike these things so I dislike this I dislike this so I dislike these things yeah yeah That's how you know what work. I mean like the snake's eating itself but it's also shitting out itself into itself oh no so that's an Ouroboros of hate 
<laughs> it's for me. Uh, so Snoke was said he was the one connecting Rey and Kylo Ren through the, through the Force, mm-hmm. right? And we've seen in the past that because uh, just because you get cut in half with a lightsaber doesn't mean you're dead. Not necessarily, yeah. So what's his name? Darth Maul came back, but he was in cartoon form with metal legs. <laughs> and so Snoke was cut in half and one, his arm was slightly cut off or something like that. Yeah. And at the end of the movie, they connect to each other through the Force. So who's to say that that man's not still alive somewhere in space? There is a chance of that. Yeah, I'm, I mean, but the reason the reason why I have a problem with it is like, I feel like the movie was so incompetent in itself that it hasn't made up its own mind about that. I, yeah. You know, because which one is it? Like I, we got I the Schrodinger Snoke going right now. I don't care for mysteries in in movies like that. Like if <laughs> if if he's dead, he needs to be dead. If he's not dead, you better have some fucking good ass story justification for it. Yeah, they killed all of the Imperial guards. So what? So what are you gonna tell me? Right? Like, let's walk through this real quick. So what are you gonna tell me after Hux decides not to shoot? Kylo Ren on the floor because he's getting up. Yeah. And they leave the chamber. You're going to tell me that somebody scours through that ship after it's run out of oxygen to like pick it apart. They haven't even they haven't even gone over space scavenging yet in the in that series. Like who's going to go into that ship and like steal it? Who's going to steal stuff? They they've only shown you so much in that series yeah. as is. I feel like they need to show more. They need, need to, to expand as they can. They need to show Lando. <laughs> What's Lando up to? Yeah. Where's he been? Where's Where, Billy D. Hey, Williams? Where's Billy D. at? Did he finally grow that mustache out? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Go to Cloud City, goddammit. Yeah. Is he still living there? Actually, Does he have kids? I mean, you could say, statistically speaking, that was probably just one of the planets that just got blown the fuck up. Yeah. And he just died unceremoniously. Like, he could have. There's a chance. But, but who cares? Fuck, fuck that. Fuck Star Wars. Star Wars is overrated as shit. The man. one thing that I will constantly, forever compliment them on is their set design yeah. and some of their shot selection, their set pieces, that sort of thing. Like the aesthetics on point. I mean, the original trilogy doesn't necessarily hold up because of how much CG there was in it. Yeah. But these last two and the original three. And even the practical sets from from the original trilogy look amazing. Yeah, and I also got to give props for the creature design and stuff. Like they actually do some original stuff with that. Like, yeah, the crystal foxes. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even like the prequel series had some interesting designs, like Queen Amidala. Oh, you, the fashion. Yeah, oh, boy. Oh, fucking tight, dog. Yeah. So, you know, these are the things that make for a, a good world that you can't you can't skimp on. You know, you no. gotta you have to have interesting aesthetics just all around on your on your creatures, on your costumes, on your sets, on your shot composition. That's that's what makes for a lasting uh impression. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I have a problem with sci fi movies as a whole because you know when people start using like common language something like dude 
Oh. Somebody calls if you're watching Star Wars and somebody says, "Oh no, dude, don't worry about it." It's <laughs> you're just like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. When did they, because in the prequels, everybody was like speaking with an English accent. Yeah. The except for Anakin when he was a kid, he just developed it when he was older. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hanging out with Obi Wan. Yeah. Yep. Too much time with the old man. So one thing that Snoke says, he calls. Oh God! What does he call? It was I don't know who he called it, but he uses the term "cur," which is basically like a dog right. with no home. Right. And I'm like, okay, so let's walk this back for a second. So, in the Star Wars universe, they have dogs, like domesticated dogs that we would know in our world, right? They at some point somebody would have had to have domesticated a dog and have called it a dog, but. And then developed the word cur right. in reference to dogs without homes. Right. And also associate that with being having an insult to it. Yes. So it's, it's kind of like I understand it. I know there's there's another fucking term in sci-fi for something like this as to why everybody just speaks English. Yeah. I can't remember what that term is for, but I, I, I mean, wonder if there's something like that that exists for like using certain specific words. Sure. I mean, I, I know in fantasy settings, it's often referred to as common language or common tongue, mm-hmm. something like that. And yeah, I also always found it interesting that when two things that don't speak the same language in Star Wars, like they can understand each other. Like Han understands Chewie. But he doesn't sit there back at him. You know, he just speaks yeah. English to Chewie and Chewie just at him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And why why don't any of the fucking robots, the little droids, speak English? Excellent question. Like C-3PO speaks English, yeah. but why the fuck don't the droids? Excellent question. It's, it's so stupid. It's, it's got the capability of playing back English. You see R2-D2 with his little right. fucking hologram <laughs> shit. He can play recording. English. And he can clearly understand English. He can understand English. But what the? F- why not give him a little voice box? Does it take too long to communicate in non-beeps? It must be. It must be a very efficient language. Fucking A. Then why don't the humans speak it? Is that why? God, yep, so, you know, there's so much that bothers yeah. me about sci-fi. I, I mean, that's what makes it. That's what makes it fantastical. Yeah, yeah, it's very true. Yeah, but whatever. I think as a whole, this is one of those movies that I would. I'm on the verge of saying like, don't watch it. Ooh. Like I, the circumstances under which I would recommend watching it are as follows: one. You're really bored. <laughs> Two, you haven't seen any of the movies yet, and you want to watch it as like a full set before the ninth one comes out. Or three, you're really bored. <laughs> it's got a. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't fucking know because it's really fucking strange, man. It's a boring ass movie. And also, one thing that I did notice is Daisy Ridley has a fat ass head. She's got a big fucking head. I don't know if you would if this had struck you while you were watching the movie, but in some of the shots, she'd be sitting next to like Carrie Fisher, 
who's got a normal sized head and her shit looked like a big head you, you, you fuck like somebody turned on big head mode in fucking star wars you know what i'm saying oh you God. just it, it's a fat dome it's a big dome piece i don't know it's a big ass head i think it's more i don't know i i didn't notice that myself but she does have a small face and that okay. might be that might be part of what's doing that it could be that's still could smash be. I'm not even. I'm not. I wouldn't. I'm not even going to watch it for a second time. I literally. I've literally watched Bright three times. <laughs> I've literally watched Bright three times, and I won't watch Star Wars again because Star Wars is boring. All right. Star Wars is fucking boring. All right. Hey, actually, speaking of Bright, you say you uh read through the uh the the original script. Yeah. Uh, we'll keep this short. We're probably going to be running a little bit long today. So I read the original script. Putty One had posted it on the subreddit. Thank you, Putty One. Shout outs. And it's actually a lot. I don't want to say a lot better because with the script, part of the issue is it's just words on a page, right? right. You're you working with your how, imagination. You don't know how that's going to be brought to life. Exactly. So if it was brought to life in a similar fashion, I think it would be pretty good. Like, one of the things that they had done in Bright was, or in the original script, I should say, they had a witch. Mm. There was a witch involved. And there was, like, a cult. So, there was... So, I think they were brought up in the movie. It was, like, the the Children of Light or something like that. The Shield of the Light. Yeah. And they were kind of cast off as crazy cultists in a couple of lines in the movie. Yeah. But in the script, they played a larger role because they were part of the cult that praised the, the witch uh, and nobody like the dark Lord wasn't brought up as like a way. Nobody was like, Oh, we're going to bring back the dark Lord. Humpty Dumpty. No, it was more like, okay, the dark Lord existed. Okay. So he was, he's like a historical figure. Sure. You know what I mean? And the witch essentially, was the driving force for a large portion portion of the movie. Mm. So they what what ends up happening is oh fuck what what does happen? <laughs> there are a few plot holes in that script, uh, I will admit, but if they had filmed what was written rather than just kind of coming up with whatever they wanted to, I think it would have gone over a little bit better. Mm. So the witch is at the house that they show up to mm-hmm. in the beginning of the film. And I can't remember why she's there. I think she's part of like, she's there with the cult members Okay, and the feds are a bigger part of the story because they have a surveillance van watching the cult. So the witch gets to that house and they are going to sacrifice the girl who has the wand in the movie. Mm. Uh, fuck. What's her name? Uh, Kaylee or something. Or is it the bad girl herb? I'm just going to call it herb. All right. They were what? Oh, Tika. Tika. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they were going to sacrifice Tika. I'm pretty sure it's been a little bit since I read it, Mm. but essentially they were going to sacrifice her and somehow like she gets a hold of the wand and fucks up the witch (laughs) and the witch runs away and she fucks up everybody in the house and she like they uh fuck will smith's character is named something different in the script his name is alvin's but in the movie his name is ward but the the orc's name is the same 
Jacoby. Jacoby. So Ward and Jacoby go to the house to check out the call because the neighbors call in like mm-hmm. a weird sound. They heard some weird shit. Mm-hmm. And they go check out the house. They find the girl. The girl doesn't speak any English. She speaks Elvish, which is fine. And she says she's like freaked out because she's worried that the witch is going to come back. Mm-hmm. And similar to in the movie, there there's a gang, a local gang that's got a kid who's a spotter. Mm. And the gang part plays a larger role in the movie. I mean, I guess about the same size role as they had before. They were just chasing them around a whole bunch. Right. And they're they're chasing Jacoby, Ward, and Tika around for the majority of the movie. And the cops are dirty. But instead of there just being one dirty cop, it's basically every cop Damn. that's in that department is dirty. Because as soon as they hear there's a wand... They want it. Yeah. And in the script, there's no, you're going to blow up if you use this and you don't Uh, know how to use magic. It's, well, if you don't know how to use magic, you're just going to, you're probably just going to hurt yourself really badly or like, you know, break the wand or something. Sure. And that's what happens at the end of the script. Essentially, Will Smith, the wards, the character ward uses the wand to kill, um, Numa Rapace's character, the one, the woman that's chasing around, chasing them around in the movie, and that's not the same as the witch. No, I mean, I guess they combined two of the characters in the in the script. Okay, so oh, so the witch in the movie would have been the girl that was all Genovaed into the wall, then basically. No, that would have just been. I mean, like I, I don't know. I assume that would have been. Tika, like I, I guess they were doing a sacrifice. No, I, she was supposed the the girl that got Genovid was supposed to be doing something to Tika. She was also an Inferni. Okay, and then Tika fucked her up. So and she would have just been part of the cult. Okay. So the the main antagonists in this movie are the dirty cops, the witch, and Gabri, or whatever the fuck her name is. Let's call her Gabri. Okay. Gabby. Gabby is easier to say. Uh, so the witch is kind of just wandering around the city, injured, looking for a wand. Mm, okay. And if the wand is used, then it like it will call the witch to it, right. essentially. And so they're going throughout the entire movie without using the wand because then the witch will show up. Gotcha. And it's got kind of a, what's that? spell called i don't know what the spell is called but essentially what it does is it keeps it from getting too far away from the witch yeah which is really weird like it's got a spell to keep it from getting too far but it doesn't have a spell to allow her to call it to it yeah that is strange yeah so i don't know that's that was one strange part one thing that struck me as odd but they did the same thing they kept that in the movie they just had it belonging to the main antagonist girl yeah yeah gabby gabby (laughs) yeah so it belonged to gabby and they didn't do a good job of this in the script either, but they didn't express how powerful the wand actually is. Mm. So, or they, they kind of do. Because what they end up doing in the script is back, the back of the house is blown off. Mm. And it smells like gasoline because the witch was bleeding everywhere. And apparently, if you're a witch, your blood is... 
gasoline like okay. i don't know i don't know but there are people who are like half stone and dead there are people who have been incinerated there they show a bunch of destruction but they still don't ever touch on how powerful the actual wand is mm-hmm. they say it can grant wishes they say this that and the other and they don't ever clarify whether or not that's urban legend right or if it can actually do this that seems intentional because you don't know you don't know but they then they should have built it up a little bit more as like myth right you know what i mean myth versus reality like what's what's going on yeah like kind of bend it a little bit more rather than have it mentioned a couple times and have people like really really want it yeah but not really like show why they want it yeah yeah okay you can blow up a car but it's not going to keep you from getting shot in the head. Right. Oh, you know what? You know what? You know what? what? I just thought about this. Yeah. The witch does have the ability to call the wand to her. Oh. So it's re- it was really weird in the script, actually. Towards the end of it, she kills the, the Mexican gang that's chasing them. Mm. And she's, like, trying to pull the, the wand towards her on some, like, force pull type <laughs> shit. And Ward and Jacoby are like trying to pull it back, but they shoot her to death. They shoot the witch to death. Okay. Yeah. That's her one weakness. Bullets. (laughs) Who knew there wasn't a spell to deflect bullets? Whoops. But she can deflect magic, which is really weird. I don't know. I like some of that stuff. I don't know. Maybe maybe because she's a magic user, she doesn't actually need to use the wand. They didn't clarify a whole lot in that script. Mm. Like, like which one's which, right? Like, can she use magic and be hurt by physical things, or like, what's the deal? You're she's like, got a high special defense, but her physical defense is low in in change because she's also got a high special attack. So that would be a little bit broken. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It was real nerdy. Yep. But overall, I prefer the script to the movie. Gotcha. I explained a whole bunch without actually like talking about it, I guess. Right. But I I don't know. I mean, it was it's, cool. it's up there in the subreddit. The link's still there. You, yeah, you the link. Check it out for there. yourself. It'll be in the show notes. The link will be in the show notes again. Uh, I don't know. I thought I thought it was perfectly fine. The script was perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. They they kind of changed things. The racial stuff definitely, like you mentioned last week, was a lot more subtle in the script, <laughs> like one hundred and ten percent more subtle. Yeah, but they just ratcheted it up to eleven in the movie Man, for no reason. Yeah, that's that's like the biggest thing about the sequel. It's like if you keep this ham-fisted race relation kind of stuff it's gonna be really tired i agree i hope they don't i i just want like i had said last week if they do something like akira yeah that would be cool i would fuck with that super heavy yeah but anyway read the script if you want yep i mean i would i would i recommend watching bright Overwatching Star Wars. Well, it's also a lot shorter. Yes, it's also a lot shorter. <laughs> Let's get into questions from the subreddit. Reddit.com slash r slash real nerd hours. Kind of on point. Leo Larkin asks, 
As a follow-up to the Max Landis stuff in his interview with Mike and Jay on Red Letter Media, he said up to 70% of the original screenplay can be changed for a movie. Also, someone looked into the claims against him for sexual impropriety, and the best they could say is he's kind of a dick sometimes. On a lighter note, have you ever seen Watamote? And if you have, did you at any point cringe so hard you cracked a rib? No, actually, uh, after seeing that question, that was the first time I had heard of the show. It's, it seems like it would be awkward humor. I'll check it out. Denzel would probably hate it. Yeah, I'd probably hate it. No, I've never heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and as far as like the Max Landis stuff goes, what do you say? Uh, that the sexual impropriety was weak and that screenplays can change up to 70%. Oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah. As far as like the the screenplay changing. Yeah, I mean, I kind of... I already knew that, but usually they don't release the original script anyway, so you never know that. Not at all. And it was written back in 2015. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, and it was probably shot, if I had to guess, like somewhere between late 2016 and early 2017. Probably, yeah. It was probably a really short shoot, too. Yeah, I mean, they didn't have a whole lot of locations. Yeah, exactly. Also, uh, the internet definition of a cuck, that's what ward is in the in the movie he's his wife has oh, no, a, in the original script in the, yeah, yeah in the original yeah, yeah. script my bad uh that kid's not his and yep. his wife hates him and she's going out on dates with other dudes yep. and shit yeah yep. that's that's exactly what it is cut gang what up yep <laughs> yeah Next question comes from Trevor Slattery. He asks, Chet, who are you going to main in Dragon Ball Fighter Z? I'm guessing one of the androids. No, the true answer is Goku, Goku, Goku. There are three Gokus. I'm playing three Gokus. And uh, I, I was going to say go fuck yourself in some sort of Goku pun, but I couldn't think of it on the spot. So go yeah. fuck yourself. There you go. Thank you. Uh, in reality, I'm just gonna I'm gonna try out all the characters and see who I like and see who feels good. It may end up being some androids, it may not. I don't know. But my day one team is gonna be Goku, 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 just because I fucking can. Fair. Although, if I had to pick characters based on like who who would be cool to play with, Beerus, um, Trunks looks really cool. Hit looks like he's going to be stupid online. You're playing with lag and you got a person doing time skips. Is it lag? Is it hit? I don't know, but I'm getting hit. Uh, yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, I'll be I'll be picking that up for PC, so get at me. Legit. Yeah. As Doge asks, Yo, what's this anime thing you keep talking about? Do you recommend it? Uh, anime is cartoons for perverts, and I highly recommend it. I don't. I don't. I don't want to be associated with perverts, especially ones that like Devilman Crybaby. Yep. John Q. Anime. <laughs> Hi, I'm John Quincy Anime. <laughs> Welcome to my anime emporium. I I hope you perverts are ready for my moving my moving animation for perverts. Melod asks. Is Marvel dead? Are you watching Cooperation Cup? Is F. Champa Shill interested in SF5AE at all? And what's 
San Diego Public Transit like? San Diego Public Transit is kind of dog shit. The buses kind of show up whenever the fuck they want to. And it's it's supposed to be during the weekdays for most routes. It's supposed to be every 15 minutes. But it's kind of like anytime between five minutes and 35 minutes. Yeah, the public transit out here is not good. If you live kind of in the downtown area, there's the trolley system, which is decent, but not great. But that's that's kind of the best you got. Also in North County, there's the Sprinter, and along the coast, there's the Coaster. But yeah, they're not. None of those are fantastic. It's, it, it, if you've been to like other large cities in America, like uh, Chicago, New York, etc., all of them just shit on San Diego for public transit. Yeah, most cities do. I feel like we're at the bottom or I guess the middle of public transit. Yeah, there's still worse, but I think yeah. we're probably the worst in proportion to how many people are here cuz San Diego as a metropolitan area, like what's considered San Diego is fucking massive. Yeah, and a lot of places are inaccessible for public transit because of NIMBY voters. People oh, who are like yeah, not, not in, in my, my backyard. backyard. Yeah, they don't want public transit running out to their areas. Yep. They're just now, if I recall correctly, in 2019, they're going to be running a trolley from kind of middle San Diego to north middle San Diego. I think middle San Diego is probably the most fucked in terms of uh, public transit. Like, I had a friend who lived near downtown and she didn't have a car. So, you know, obviously was confined to buses and whatnot. And I lived about a 25-minute drive away, like, with decent traffic. It would have taken her two hours by bus to get there. And it's like, yo, this isn't, like, I'm not out in the boonies, and neither are you. And two hours? All right. Yeah. So, yeah, that kind of stuff. It's fucking laughable. Yeah. You just have to hope that wherever you're going is directly on the route that you need to get onto. Pretty much. Like, there's some, some specific point a and point b stuff that's actually very convenient but it's really specific so i used to have to get on the first bus at 5 30 a.m to get to work in pb from utc Mm. like i used to live down the street from utc mall when i was a wee lad i used to have to get on one bus and it would take me an hour and 45 minutes to get to pb damn to just get to where I work. All right, nice. Just I was I would get there just in time to open up the store Jeez. without being late. That's crazy. And it was the one bus. I wasn't transferring all crazy. It was just the single one. They, they got stops to make. Yeah. As for the rest, is Marvel dead? No. Uh, more people watched Marvel at NEC than Street Fighter. Uh, am I watching Cooperation Cup? Yes, I watched Cooperation Cup. I fucking love watching that. I, Third Strike is still one of my favorite games to watch. It's so hype. And like everyone who's playing it at, still at a tournament level is so good that any upsets can happen. Like Piero slash Lucifer was putting on a clinic with Remy. Remy. Remy sucks. And he's out here just bodying people. That was fucking awesome. I Highly recommend watching the VODs if you're interested in uh, Third Strike at all. Okay. 
Is F Champ a shill? Yes, F Champ is a massive shill, and also fuck that guy. He he's the only person who has ever refused to play me in casuals. He's the only person that's ever big timed me for casuals. I was fucking up PR Rog. I was fucking up unknown, and F Champ thinks he's too good for me. Fuck you. I got issues with him. All like, right. And he he knows I roll with people that have beaten him in tournament. He knows who I am. <laughs> so you're upset you got big timed. Yes. He's the <laughs> only person that has ever big timed me. Because I will play against these people. And if I don't beat them, it's at least close. And I was beating people that weekend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, boy. I'm a little tight over that. <laughs> and am I interested in... Arcade edition? Yeah. I mean, I'll check it out. Like Some of the new characters that they revealed seem pretty cool. I want to see what they did to Cody. But I also, I someone said, you know, Infiltration said that Rashid's V-Trigger 2 turns him into a Marvel character. I don't want to know what the fuck that means. Show me the Marvel combos. I, I bet just jumping. Just a lot of right. really high jumping. Yeah. Auto combos. No work needed. <laughs> of course that, that game the combos in that game are already easy enough god damn yeah. popping off gingerbread ninja man says alright boys I'm working on a new PC build and I just gotta say thank god I'm a casual gamer because I could not imagine spending the kinds of money hardcore gamers must need to spend on their rigs $1200 for a graphics card get the fuck out not to mention crypto miners driving up RAM prices through the damn roof. What's the most you've ever spent on a single computer part? Keep up the good shit, boys. For personal use, I bought the Founders Edition 1080. Oh, man. So that was like 900 Oh, man. That's the most I've ever spent on any computer part personally. That's, yeah. <laughs> At work, I've spent uh, for a single component... Fifteen thousand dollars. Fifteen k. Yeah. On. I mean, technically, it's like it's a, an entire computer. It's like a blade computer. Oh, sure. So you can't buy the parts for it individually, unless if you're talking about RAM. But you basically just buy an entire thing. Right. So fifteen racks. Yeah. So. Yeah. I. I. I pff, shit. I mean, most expensive I've purchased. I. I think my processor was 350 something like that and i i mean i meant to get a better graphics card for it but i never needed to like i was looking at the 1080 and i was like eh, i don't want to spend that much and yeah. so i didn't yeah lucky you yeah i just for whatever reason had to have it day where the week it came out and the fucked up part is i bought it on the nvidia site and this was like I don't know what they were doing. I think it was like pre-sales for it. Mm -hmm. So what they were doing was they were releasing it, I think, before it went out commercially to everyone. That sounds right. I mean, that that was like the only way to get the Founders Edition, right? Yeah, exactly. So that's I fucking scooped it up. But (laughs) it came out relatively soon after that. So I was like... Be, and it took forever to ship. Uh, I was like, ah, fuck. I should have just waited. Get bodied. Yeah. Portuguese Charlie asks, Yo, Denzel, I heard you say on the Dick Show that you dig wrestling and that one of your favorites is Kenny Omega. He just had a match with Chris Jericho, and I would like to know your thoughts on this and how Japanese wrestling compares to American wrestling. 
So I didn't watch the Chris Jericho Kenny Omega match from Wrestle Kingdom 12 yet. I just haven't gotten around to it. I've kind of slowed down my wrestling consumption. Um, for the most part, I either listen to podcasts as far as that goes, like Virtual Pros or whatever bootlegged ass Wrestling Observer Radio comes on YouTube that I see. I'll listen to those. And as far as like the differences between Japanese and American wrestling, so I guess there's less of a difference in the indies and Japanese re- wrestling. They kind of hit each other a lot harder. The booking is a little bit different because there's not really a huge amount of permanence in the American indies. And I, I'm not sure how J- Japan's promotions are structured. But as far as like WWE versus everything else, they're like quote unquote safer. Uh, their matches are a lot slower. Their storylines are dumb. They have storylines. It's like a big soap opera, but it's just like as much as 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 poorly as soap operas are written. WWE storylines are much worse. Oh yeah, it's really weird. It's kind of a complex situation. That requires a lot of nuance. I'm just kidding. They just are s- terrible at it. I don't know why. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. Because they don't care. They might not. I mean, I would certainly hope they would, but they probably don't. I mean, what what really matters is the matches, the drama behind it. You know, it's just kind of kind of extra. That's that's how I've always perceived it. It's kind of like a non wrestling fan. Foreplay and sex, right? Foreplay before sex really enhances the experience for some people. Whereas for a lot of people, they can just go right into sex. Yeah. And for WWE, it's mostly foreplay with their the sex being uh, kind of just the pay-per-views, I guess. Mm. Because the matches, their weekly matches are fucking terrible. <laughs> their weekly matches are terrible or weekly shows like Raw and Smackdown excuse me their weekly shows are fucking terrible Smackdown and Raw Mm. but uh, NXT is actually really sick okay NXT is fucking tight but in Japan it's mostly sex it's sex every time they (laughs) wrestle like New Japan sex all the time DDT, like fun, like laughy sex. Like you can tell nice jokes, sex. <laughs> Stardom, it's just a bunch of women hitting each other fucking hard. Like super fucking hard. And it's it gets tough to watch sometimes. Oh, damn. But anyway, uh, I would say depending on what you're looking for, Japan is probably where you want to watch a lot of wrestling because it serves a more hardcore crowd. If you're looking for characters, you'll want to go to WWE. Like if you want to try to like catch a story or something like that. Mm. If you're in it for the drama. Yeah. The theatrics. Exactly. Samurai Jack the Face Rippa asks, what do you guys carry with you daily when you head out? I follow a few EDC everyday carry pages on instagram and facebook a lot of time is the standard watch phone wallet phone and keys every once in a while there's something interesting if i had to guess i'd say a yo-yo and pens for denzel and maybe lip balm or gum for chet so i carry keys wallet phone and you're right on occasion i do have a yo-yo with me 
And I used to bring pens out with me, but what ended up happening is like people would ask to use them and they would would walk away with them. But typically I, I just have my keys and wallet and phone. And if I bring my backpack with me, I'll have a laptop and a book or a magazine. Yeah. Yeah. Mine's pretty much same basic, you know, keys, wallet, phone, watch and sunglasses. That's that's really all I carry with me on a daily. However, my car, especially when I had my last car, it was like I could run a convenience store in my car. I would have lighter fluid. I would have lighters, pens, a knife, uh, a change of clothes. I was always ready for basically anything. Now that's a little less so because I have my own place and I, I like going home. <laughs> but uh yeah uh i i don't carry much on my person but i have a lot of shit in my car just so i'm always ready so that's where i have the gum that's where i have the lip balm etc cetera, etc cetera. i do i too have a ton of shit in my car like it's good to have i have i think three pairs of shoes in my car <laughs> i need to start carrying a change of clothes with me again i haven't needed it in a lot of cases but Man, do you know how nice it is like when you're out somewhere and then even if it's not for you, just something happens and you are not in a position to buy new clothes or can't change. And it's like, oh, wait, I got a shirt in the car. I got some new pants right there. So one thing that I do appreciate is if I have a change of clothes in the car and I have to dress formally to go somewhere and I typically have basketball shorts or a pair of sweatpants in my car and a t-shirt. Yeah. So being able to just change into a t-shirt and sweats as I drive back from someplace. It's nice. Oh, God. Being comfortable is the shit. It's nice. Secret Norseman asks, just a follow-up from last week, I had to bring out the binoculars at 7.30 in the morning, but as far as I could tell, my neighbor isn't into some weird hentai, just the regular tentacle kind. Uh, the regular tentacle kind, huh? Yeah, the standard hand <laughs> Guess I had nothing to worry about. Do have a question, though. Have you ever seen Forbidden Planet, and what do you think of it? Obviously, the special effects are nothing compared to today's technology, but does it still hold up as a great movie? Are there any other older movies where the special effects still amaze you either visually or technically? And by older, I mean at least 15 to 20 years old. Mm, Forbidden Planet. I haven't seen it, but I have heard of it. Yeah, it's like some 1960s sci-fi movie, 1950s. Sounds right. Didn't they do a remake of it? Did they? I feel like they did. I might be confusing it with something else. I don't know. If if they did, it didn't come out to much fanfare. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And as far as like older movies with special effects that still impress me. I would say it's all it's always stuff with practical effects. So Alien, yeah. Aliens, Terminator, Terminator Two. Uh, yeah, actually, I got to give credit for Terminator, both one and two. Like they did a very good job with some of those practical effects. Yeah, like the truck driving off the bridge. Yeah, it's cutting very o- good. cutting open the arm. Yeah, that was good as well. What else was there? There's, There's uh, like Dread. Or Judge Dredd. 
I don't the, remember how that looked. It's it's standard sci-fi from mm-hmm. that area, high budget sci-fi, right. lots oh, of miniatures and stuff like that. So I also got to give credit for Fifth Element as well. Yeah, yeah, Fifth Element looks so fucking good. Yeah, it's a good looking ass movie. I haven't seen it in a while, but I recall Metropolis was very impressive because that was also from like the twenties. Oh, Metropolis was. Yeah. Okay, I'll have to take a look at that. I think I'm pretty sure it was a silent movie, even. Oh, or like, fuck. Like I was no thinking of the anime for some reason. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but. Um, it was like 1920s anime. What? Right? That would be some shit. That was, that was way before John Q anime came around. <laughs> <laughs> John Q anime! Uh, yeah, I, I don't remember exactly how that one looked, but it's such an old movie that any effect is impressive. Because that was that was before people were doing anything like visually stunning at all, so mm-hmm. yeah, no, there's actually quite a few that hold up. It's but it was just the ones that didn't try to do it with CG because CG just yeah, it's not, it's not happening. But if they if they stuck with practical effects, those tend to age pretty well. Yes, they do. Yeah. I, I I just think back to the old. I think it was from the sixties, Clash of the Titans movie, with the claymation. That one that took me out. The claymation, it wasn't, yeah. it, that wasn't good. Yeah, it got real ugly there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that that does it for questions. Let's get in. Let's get into voicemails. Let's hear them voices. Yo, what's up? It's Doctor Dirty D calling in from the Detroit D. And it's fucking freezing! Haha. <laughs> sitting out here in my car waiting for it to warm up, giving you guys a call about the show. I don't remember anything from the show except for it was supposed to be a new format, but it was the classic format for whatever number episode it was. We went back to the classic format for the one year anniversary. Gotta give up the mad props for that one. The no format format. And the only other thing I remember from the show was tell them what they won! Like, shit, man, what did I win? Tell me what I won already, goddammit! Well, I guess I won an episode of Real Nerd Hours. But the real reason I'm calling today is, you guys don't give the Discord enough love. There in the Discord, you got me, Dr. Dirty G. You got Cocannon in there. You got you, Denzel. You got you, Chet. You guys are in there somewhat quasi-active. It's a great way for them to interact with these people if they don't want to use the Reddit. I highly recommend using the Discord. It's a hella lit sometimes, and it's a damn good time. You got to put that out there. You got to let people know. Tell them what they want, Denzel. Uh, they want a, a, a <laughs> promo code to access the Discord? <laughs> yeah, all right. I'll put, a, I'll put an invite to the Discord in today's show notes. So just take a look down there. Uh, typically, let's see. I think Rella Rella's in there. Man Eating Tacos, Rory, Kincaid. Uh, yeah, there's, there's a few familiar faces that pop up in there quite a bit. Yeah. I'm in there like, you have to at me. For me to pop up in there, <laughs> I <laughs> I'm I stunting mean, on all y'all. <laughs> I go in there a lot because I I kind of just have Discord open on my work computer, so I just pop in there whenever. If somebody asks me, I'm probably gonna respond, and I read some of the shit, and I don't necessarily input on a lot of it because a lot of the time I am at work, so right. I can't be out here typing fucking full ass books, even though some people have some fucking hot ass takes. <laughs> right? Fucking. Let's see who who's in here right now. I guess nobody's really like it's not popping right now, but Mel J eight seven. Who else did I miss? Gabraham is in there sometimes. It's usually decently active. 
there are probably there are probably about like I don't know six or seven people who talk, maybe like ten. It, it's more active than a lot of the other Discord channels I'm in, and I'm in a lot. Yeah, like, I just <laughs> jumped out of a few servers. Actually, I, I probably should drop a few. <laughs> yeah, uh, what's his name? CJ's in there. Let's see. We got two new people show up. Angry Boy Steve or Angry Steve Boy. Angry Stove Boy. And Easy Mickey. Shout out, and, shout out to Stove. Yeah. Shout out to you, Stove. Uh, on occasion, Dighty's in there. I don't know. There, there, there are people who show up. There are people... I try to keep in mind that there are people who frequent it and a lot of people who don't. Tater used to go in there a lot, but yeah. I don't see him that often anymore. It's it's I never really considered that there would be kind of fragments within the community where like some people stick to the Reddit, some people stick to Facebook, some people stick to to getting at us on Twitter, others on Discord, et cetera, et cetera. And uh I mean it's not really the worst problem to have. No, not at all. If you guys ever want to contact us, there's a lot of ways to do it. But the thing is, if you want to contact us and then get whatever you're contacting us about onto the show, that's a lot more difficult. It's easier to shoot us an email at askrnh at gmail.com. You can also give us a call at 413-SAVAGE1 if you want to. Savage. (laughs) <laughs> if, if you want to you can join us on the subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash real nerd hours we're not discord partners at the moment so we don't have a discord url that we can throw at you but right. you can also support us on the patreon at patreon.com slash real nerd hours and you can like us on facebook at facebook.com slash real nerd hours podcast now there it's not a facebook group it's just a facebook like persona page page. yeah Yeah. there was i was talking with nikki she recommends that we switch it to like a group so it can be more like an open forum okay and that that is a thought if if you are interested in that happening you know let us know if you think that would be a good way for people to connect you know so you can get your government names out there you know that that's uh, that's up to you we'll make a uh, we'll make a private group so it's not just some uh you know bots coming on in there and destroying the community that we built together with our bare hands and our keyboards <laughs> and our mice. <laughs> oh shit. But if you're interested in, in setting up, you know, a, a community within the Facebook realm, I'm likely to be more active on that than Discord. So, you know, just throwing that out there. Yeah, I mean, I ooh, yeah, I I forget how to use the Reddit sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And I I'm definitely more most active on Discord and Twitter than anything. Mm-hmm. So if you want to get at me on either of those, feel free. I mean, shooting us an email will help getting on because the the problem that I have with the Reddit is that I'm on there mostly at work again. Yeah. So I can't really comment on too much and when I get home, I'm doing other things. Yeah, and I'm also I always have the sort of internal struggle of okay, do I answer this here or do i answer this on the show like do we make this question public like what 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 do we do here i don't know yeah just yeah yeah contact us reach out to us do what you want yeah but don't 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 be afraid yeah don't don't be afraid well anyway we'll see you next thursday y'all have a good night